0: everyone and welcome back to the just interesting people podcast today we're talking to our friend Carla and I am so excited to talk to her and for you to hear her story um, I'm gonna let Jeremy introduce her properly as usual this is like our setup um, but yay! thank you Carla for being with
1: us thank you
2: Hi, Carla. Thank you for being with us. Um, Well, we are actually recording remotely because of this damn virus. Uh, So we are facetiming each other. We're not physically together. Social distancing, (laughs) as we've been told. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, this is going to be an exciting episode, I guess. Um, We're going to be talking about nutrition, food, about Brazil a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Carla is going gonna to share with us a story. Uh, she's uh, a chef in Miami uh, and she specializes in uh, raw vegan food. Uh, so, f- for a Frenchman like me, this is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is not cooking, <laughs> so this is going to be fun. Um, let's see if you can convert a Frenchman to give up cheese. That's your challenge Ooh, for the episode. <laughs>
1: challenge accepted. <laughs> right,
2: let's go for it. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess we can just start with, you know, like where you come from and, and where does that come from? How did you become a, a raw vegan chef? Because that's pretty unusual, I would say.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, nowadays I don't feel like an ET anymore. But anyway, so I was born and raised in Brazil by a nutritionist mother. So I feel like I was doomed to do this. You know, it was written in the stars. Um, and then in 2004, we moved from Brazil to the States. My mom moved with me. And we lived in Asheville, North Carolina for a little bit. And then I lived in California for a little bit. And while I was in California, my mom told me that she had been eating raw vegan foods. And I thought, "You, gross. (laughs) And I had no clue what that (laughs) was, right? But even when I moved here, I was kind of shocked by the way that Americans ate. I mean, none of you are American, so I'm sure you went through the same. Yeah, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately, I gave up milk because I couldn't stand it. And I didn't want to eat meat anymore just because I didn't like the taste but I wasn't I was I guess I was healthy eater but not to this extent you know Mm -hmm. better than my peers and then so yeah my mom went extreme at the time my mom was going through a very deep depression and that was the main reason why we moved from Brazil to America and one day this was 2006 she went to a lecture But by this doctor, his name is Brian Clement, and he runs the Institute, um, Hippocrates Institute in West Palm Beach, where they heal people just naturally through food. Mm -hmm. So my mom went, and at the time she's like, she came home and she calls, and she's super excited. She's like, I don't even speak English very well. And I understood everything that he was saying. And yeah, it was really cute to see her excitement. And... And then she decided to try it out. She's like, all right, I'm going to go on this detox. So she went on this institute in Atlanta, and it was a 10-day program where they did hands-on classes and some lectures, and she went through a detox. And when she came home, she said, it was the first time in three years I didn't feel like crying. Wow. And I thought that was very powerful, but obviously I was a teenager at the time, so I wasn't like, oh, whatever, you know. That year, I was living in California. My mom came to visit for um, the end of the year, and she she decided to show me what she was eating because I had no idea what raw vegan entailed. You know, I ate my fruits and vegetables, but what does that yeah. mean? <laughs> um, so she made like amazing dishes. I still remember she made this borscht. I actually teach this in one of my workshops now, and it was. As she's making the food, I'm just making faces like, ew, why are you putting orange and cabbage together? That's gross. (laughs) And I ate the whole thing and I was super excited. So that's, uh, Christmas came around and I got this huge Amazon boxes with all these raw vegan cookbooks. And (laughs) that's like her way of, you know, poking me into it. But I had no, like, reason to go into it. You know, I didn't understand what she was going through and how she was feeling. I had never been depressed or I didn't have health issues. But as any female, um, March came around and I said, I want to lose some weight. You know, I could go for two or ten pounds. Let me go on this diet for a week. So I got all the books and I wrote, like, a menu for me for the week. And I didn't have any equipment at the time, just like a knife, a cheap blender, and a lot of willpower, apparently. And I just went shopping, and I made everything. So for a week, I ate raw vegan. My mom was so proud. I called her every day, and I was telling her what was going on. Um, Mind you, I grew up in a restaurant, and I never needed to cook. Food was always available. So being in the kitchen was not my thing. I grew up smelling like food and saying, I will never work with food. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, this is till 2008, so I had no intention of working with food. So I decided to go on this week and I felt amazing. Like I was sleeping better. I had a ton of energy. My skin was clearing up. My hair was fine. And I just, I thought it was incredible to see my body functioning in a different way, you know, and that made me realize, wow, I thought the way I was feeling was normal. And then I'm eating clean and I'm feeling amazing. So I can't believe how many people are have their normal as a feeling kind of yucky, but they think that's normal, you know. Mm-hmm. So what is raw food? So basically, people who follow a raw vegan diet, they don't eat any animal products. And we don't cook anything above 118 Fahrenheit or 46 Celsius. And that's to preserve the enzymes and the nutrients of the food. So once you heat up food above 118 degrees, you kill 100% of the enzymes. And our bodies need enzymes for everything. So... That explained the reason why after a meal, a raw vegan meal, I felt so energized still. I wasn't depleting my body of my own enzymes to digest it. Mm. And for me, that was just amazing, you know. So I started reading about it. I'm from the south of Brazil where every gathering has a dead cow yeah, on the ground. In mean, Brazil, it's yeah. eater <laughs> country like, it is. like I
2: mean, you've got meat in every plate, I
1: guess, right? (laughs) Every plate. It's a staple, you know, rice (laughs) beans, meat and some vegetables. And I lived when I was living in California, I was surrounded by Brazilians and they were all from from the south, we're close to Uruguay and Argentina. So it's even worse. And every time we got together, it was barbecuing. But, you know, Monday through Friday, I decided to continue with my quote unquote diet because I felt so good and I had to take food to work. So it was easy. And then Saturday and Sunday, I decided that I was just going to do whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and go with the flow. But slowly, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do it anymore. I wasn't feeling good. I didn't want to participate in it. But of course, it wasn't fun at the time because I wasn't sure what I was doing. I didn't know how to prepare a lot of food. And people didn't know about it at all you know we have come such a long way it's been 12 years so at the time everybody's just throwing rocks at me like you're gonna get sick and i where do you get your protein and how are you gonna survive all fruits and vegetables and now i just think it's funny it's like oh yeah all those fruits and vegetables are definitely gonna get me sick (laughs) yeah
2: it's interesting because i mean like even now i guess it's not like super Easy but like ten years ago just being vegetarian was already like, meh, that's weird. So I mean yeah. being like vegan that's another level and raw vegan, like you I mean you you took it to the extreme. I like <laughs> <Yes>. swear <square laughs> away. You you didn't go like step by step.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't. It was and it was pretty overnight too, you know, my progression was so quick. I fell in love with it. And I was so passionate about it. And I was um I was just amazed at the things that one could create with nuts and seeds and fruits and seaweed everything was so new to me that you know making desserts I was I always had a sweet tooth so I could make desserts that were guilt-free and I could eat desserts you know just enjoy them it was lovely so I fell in love with raw foods and I kept doing it and I wanted to learn about it so that I could defend myself to all the people that were attacking me you know but my mom was always kind of judgmental to other people and she she didn't know how to inspire them to do better she was always like you should need that that's yeah, not should, good should, for should, you should, correct more than
2: educating them
1: it's exactly so I didn't want to be that person so I just Stop talking about it. I would do my thing. I would eat before I went places. And I just, I started kind of avoiding eating in public or having food as the main reason in gatherings, you know? I would still go, but just not eat or whatever. And then in 2010, I went back to Brazil, actually, to study architecture, which was my lifelong dream. Since I was seven years old, I used to draw floor plans and I wanted to be an architect. And that summer I went and I had such a good time. And my dad goes, if you come back, I'll pay for your school. I'm like, deal, done. <laughs> Two weeks later, I was in Brazil, packed my bags and I moved. And while I was in architecture school, I was also teaching English. And I, again, I did not talk about my food. I didn't want people to know how I ate. I was just embarrassed. I didn't want people to to, to just know the way I ate because I didn't want them to question it, you know? I guess you don't want the judgment or the criticism and things. Correct. And it's like because for me it was this was my choice. I feel good doing this. I don't care how you eat, you can eat whatever you want, but I just mm-hmm. don't want to be attacked for it or have to explain myself. But obviously because food we surround ourselves with food. The world revolves around food. How do we avoid it? <laughs> it's impossible. Eventually people are like, um why don't you ever eat around us? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I actually, I'm a vegetarian. So I, w- I started like little by little. Oh, I'm a-, I'm a vegan. I'm a raw foodist. And it's like, Bush, you know, mind blowing. <laughs> what? And, but all of my classmates were younger than me. They thought I was really cool. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So they started asking to to try my food, to buy my food, to learn from me. And then in 2012, uh, a business kind of came, you know, and I was uh, I continued with architecture school, I continued teaching English, but now I also carried around little protein bars and crackers and granola to sell around town. So,
2: so, so you, usually in school, you got people selling like, I don't know, like lollipops or whatever. You, you are selling raw vegan food in the school. Yes. Like that's, <laughs> that's a
1: good one. And it was just cool because people kind of understood, you know, because. I wasn't forcing them I wasn't pushing them. I was just trying to educate them start stop eating processed foods, eat more of what na- nature gives you you know what's as close to n- nature intends for you to have. So I, I started kind of educating them and but I wasn't pushing it and people loved it you know I made these little bars with like dates and coconut and figs and lemons and everybody loved it kind of like was it you that sent me something oh no another friend the other day was like why don't you make this and I'm like that was my first product ever back in the day (laughs) and um, so yeah so that's how it all started I started going to farmers market in Brazil but eventually I made my way back into to America And I had no intention of staying, but I was uh, overdue for my citizenship and I wanted to get that done. And it took me longer than I expected. So that year it was a hard decision, but I had to put school on hold. And I didn't want to because I loved my classmates. We're still friends to this day and I didn't want to let that go. But I also really, I, I was passionate about pursuing this business, which my mom and I were starting here in America too. So we wanted to do both, you know, cause I was living there and she was living here. And so, yeah, I, I made my way into Florida and I ended up staying just like turn of events. And eventually I went to culinary school. So I attended Matthew Kenney culinary school, which is a really cool, um, Matthew Kenney kind of revolutionized the world of raw foods and he made it really into fine dining and very pretty dishes. So it's a school dishes. specialized
2: in, in, in raw vegan food?
1: Correct. So okay. it, it no longer exists, unfortunately. But ever since I went raw, I followed him around. There weren't many people, many big names in the raw food world mm. back then. So I just followed him. I, had all the, I have all the, his books and I always wanted to study. And he finally opened in Miami. So I'm like, now is my time. And And did you
0: initially want to go to learn for yourself or the intention of pursuing that
1: as a business career? No, I just wanted to do it for me because I was never very secure in my cooking skills. And I thought thought that I needed that. So my mom actually, uh, before I went to Brazil, my mom went and did a a master's degree in living foods nutrition in Arizona and then remotely and I learned a ton with her so she had to go for a month intensive and she learned a lot about health and healing through diet and just some techniques in food Mm -hmm. so I learned a lot with her because I went back from California I moved back with her for a year and I already knew, but I never felt like I was good enough, you know, Mm -hmm. even though, even when I, like when I was living with my mom, I still did some detoxes for friends. They knew how I ate and I was always eating gourmet food and they are like, I I need to go on a a cleanse. Can you prep raw food for me for a week? And I was doing that. Like I did that for probably like four or five people in that year that I was there, um, which, you know. It started from nothing, and then within a few months, I was just helping people. And it was cool to see their feedback, but I was still very insecure about my culinary skills. And so I always thought I need to go to school, you know, to learn this. Mm. And so I went for me. I was teaching classes. When I moved to South Florida, I started teaching some classes. But it was like once a month, I would set up in a, a wine bar in a brewery. They let me use the space for free and then I would bring people in. I was selling tickets on Groupon. It was like I had no idea how I was going to do this. And I was bartending at the time, which was such a huge disconnect from what I believed. You know, (laughs) it was a completely different environment and I didn't necessarily want to be there, but I made money and I needed that at the time. And... So in two thousand sixteen I attended culinary school and I ended up doing two months of it. I did the, the basics and the advanced and then they hired me to work there. So I worked oh, there wow. for three months. Yeah. So I was it was like dream job, you know, it's like me, I'm teaching for Matthew Kenny. Oh my god. Wow. And it was really cool to see people come into the class because he had such a big name, you know? And To see people excited about it. I guess culinary school, just being there playing with people, uh, which was a lot of fun. It was a full-time program, so six hours a day. But there were 10 people in my class. So the moment I stepped into culinary school, I was like, wow, there's a lot of people paying money to do this. They want to learn. People are interested and they're willing to, to pay for it. So there was, it gave me a little bit of hope, you know, at the time, because I had no idea. I thought I was crazy. Like I quit architecture school and I want to make raw foods. Who in their same mind? In the U.S., (laughs) exactly. It's like, how? And so for the longest time, I thought I was nuts and i didn't really see a light in the end of the tunnel and and it was tough you know this is like i'm telling the story and it sounds all pretty but it wasn't emotionally yeah. it wasn't very pretty <clears throat> i went through a lot of ups and downs and and not like just uncertainty you know so eventually i i quit that job because it, it was just a part-time thing and it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me the hours weren't working with my bartending schedule and I decided to go back to architecture <laughs> mm, okay. so I applied to architecture school that year I went to Brazil I got all of my transcripts translated lots of time and money invested in that and I came back and I applied and I got accepted into FAU in Fort Lauderdale and they accepted all of my credits and I could go right back where I had stopped I did three years out of five Wow! and first day of class i sit and i'm like i can't do this
2: oh okay. shit
1: <laughs> so i'm like uh uh-uh, uh i can't do this oh, cuz no. no my i know so can you imagine my mind at this time it's like <laughs> i'm working as a bartender which is not taking me necessarily anywhere it's not like I'm not meeting the right kind of people for my business necessarily because people who come to a bar, they're not looking into health most of the time. And I'm not no longer working at the school. And now I'm here and I can't do this. I can't do this because I realized that if I stop like if I decided to pursue architecture, I would have to stop doing this. And I was very passionate about teaching people because I noticed that I was taking my knowledge for granted for a long time. You know, what seemed common sense to me, to eat, to eat the way I do, or to just... I don't preach about somebody eating 100% raw vegan. You know, everybody's different, but for me eating clean, is, it was common sense. I, and I didn't realize that it wasn't for people, you know? I didn't realize that, for example, something so simple that I had learned back in 2008, like making almond milk people still don't know how to make their own almond milk. And...
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't know. No idea. I, I,
2: I, I, I buy it in public, so whole food, that's it.
1: What? Oh my gosh. I'm going to bring you almond milk once the quarantine <laughs> <Okay>. is over. <laughs> it's going to change your life. It's so much better homemade. Mm. But so, you know, for me, it was just educating people and just inspiring them to take better care of themselves because It drives me nuts to see, for example, some friends of mine that are younger than me um, taking antibiotics all the time because they have a cold or a flu or anything. And they're just taking drugs. I have a headache. Take this pill. And it it drives me nuts, you know, because since I started eating this way, I haven't gotten sick. And... Maybe twice I got sick and I know that it was from stress because I tend to push my body until I can't anymore. So it's like my body saying, oh, you're not going to give me a break. I'm going to make you, you know. (laughs) And so basically twice I had a fever and that was it. Laid in bed 24 hours later, I was brand new. So for me, it was just, I wanted that. I felt like I could make a bigger impact in the world with food than through green building or something, you know. So I quit school. And again, obviously, that was just like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do yeah, with my life? So, yeah. And But I had been more into networking events. And when this whole crazy started back in 2014, 13, when I moved back to Florida, um, I started kind of going inwards, too, and going on more of a spiritual journey and just finding people that were really motivational, you know, saying things that that really changed the way I was thinking and just st- trying to be positive. So I stumbled upon Theta Healing. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah. it's a practice that I, I don't know how to explain it properly and I might be saying something wrong, but it they guide you through a meditation where you go into Theta brain waves and where you can manifest things easier. So I had a friend that did Theta Healing and she was working with me. And then I started, you know, following this meditation every day. So this is like September 2017. <clears throat> and I did the meditation and I saw myself at the school again teaching. And I'm like, that's silly because I knew the school had closed. You know, Matthew Kenney had closed the school in July. I'm like, oh that's so stupid. That's not a possibility anymore. And then probably no longer than a week later, I get a call from the manager wow. at Plant. She's like, Hey Carla, we're trying to reopen the program and we wanna know if you're interested. Wow. And I just I get the chills talking about it to this yeah. day because it was so like, you know, it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. And I guess on you know, on another note, I feel like the moment that I decided to really surrender to it and to accept, okay, I am no longer focusing on architecture. I am going to focus on doing this. Mm -hmm. Things started kind of falling into place, you know, as I stopped resisting, I stopped, you know, sending all those mixed signals, I guess, Mm -hmm. out. And I was just focused so in 2018, we started the program back and I started teaching there twice a week and I was still serving at the time. So 2018 was very intense because I was working basically seven days a week and I started meal prepping for clients because they they wanted to just eat food. They didn't want to make food. They wanted to eat healthy and... Eventually, like in the end of 2018, I managed to get myself fired from my job. (laughs) And yeah, and then I started doing my own thing and it's been, it's been really cool. (laughs) So, so this is, you know, 2019 was the first year that I worked 100% for myself and I love it. I love to see the world evolving and I love to see how far it has come, you know, And to see people in my classes weekly trying to, just looking for some knowledge, you know, some come for fun, some come to learn, some come because they have some health issue or um, their kids have health issues. But regardless, if people are waking up to how powerful our food is, you know, how important it is to feed your body and to treat your body as the temple it is, you know. It's It's incredible
0: that you turned something that started off as like just a bit of intrigue and you know curiosity and then into a bit of a hobby and then a lifestyle and then a passion and now it's like your full-time job that you're just obsessed with and you love it like it's incredible that you pursued (laughs) that and you didn't think no architecture is a sensible one like I need to do that to please my parents or to do the stereotype thing or whatever it is like you kind of pursued what you wanted to do and that's incredible so well done you.
2: Yeah, I, I want to jump back on that before we go back into the food yeah. thing. That's really interesting. Uh, a, a lot of people like would have carry on the school, the architecture school, um, because you have invested a lot of time, money, I guess, uh, and like it's it's not easy. Like a lot of people, sometimes it's like I spend so much time doing that, I don't want to waste it. Blah blah blah. Like we, I may as we well all do that. It Yeah, I might as well finish yeah. it. Um, but you manage to find the strength within you to say like no this is not the right thing for me like how what was the process on that because I guess like it was not that an easy decision right <laughs> it must have been like really stressful <laughs> and everything like but well, yeah wh- as
0: well because the raw food thing like you say it's not guaranteed work like it's not like every mm-hmm. single person needs raw food like everyone do you know what I mean like it's sort of an uncertain
2: yeah it's not like you're stopping the school to go work for like a guaranteed job that you know you're going to be making money at the end of the month no matter what like it it was a a risk as well
1: yeah Um, it it was a very stressful time in my life to be very honest Um, so i guess it all started you know 2012 that's when i came back the end of 2012 i came back to florida 2013 i was still excited about it and that's when i was doing my citizenship so i was still in my mind going back to brazil and then 2014 came about, and I'm like, oh man, I don't think I want to go back. The economy in Brazil went down again. But you know, my business wasn't like doing really well because we were in Daytona area. You know, people in Daytona they they're <laughs> not very into health either. It's like they retire and they go there. You know, it's like, oh, I'm old anyway. I'm just going to eat fried food and diet. Yeah,
2: give me a burger. And- <laughs> yeah.
1: It was sad, like difficult going out and not finding anything super healthy. Um, so it took me a while, you know, because uh, I had in my mind, like, I need a diploma. For the longest time, I need a diploma. And eventually, I, it hit me. I'm like, I just want a piece of paper. I'm pursuing a piece of paper. I have no mm-hmm. idea what I want to do with it, and it's not like I wasn't happy, by no means, I loved architecture, I had a great time in school, um, and I had fun with it, but I realized that I liked food more, or not even food, it was the teaching, you know, the inspiring people, because I didn't even know, um, that i could do that so when i started another piece of the puzzle i think it's just so cool to look back in life and see how everything kind of comes together so when i was in architecture school i was teaching english and it was just you know a flexible job that paid well and it was fun i worked in this really cool school and at the time i was dedicating a lot of effort into teaching because it was my very first teaching job and i'm thinking I don't have an English major. I just lived in the States for 6 years and I speak English. I have no knowledge. How can I be doing this? Mm. And it took me a long time to feel good doing it, you know. So I would spend more time learning my classes and preparing classes than dedicating it to architecture at the time. And I remember one day I got called into the office and I'm like, oh gosh, what did I do? My class sucked. And they're like, oh, a student got out of here and she just wanted to let you know how awesome your class was and how much, how easy it was to connect with you and to learn from you. And she says that she has a really hard time learning English and she loved it. Like, oh, so that made me feel really good. And then it started happening a little bit more. And also because I feel like I relaxed into it, you know, and then I started having more fun. So when I stopped teaching, um, I did it for like two and a half years. So when I stopped teaching, I missed it. I was like, oh, man, it was so fulfilling to, to help people. At the time, Brazil was doing really well and they were supporting students who wanted to study abroad so a lot of our students passed like TOEFL or whatever the tests are, yeah, yeah. and they got into universities to study in Canada, and Australia, anywhere. And I got messages from all of them, like "Thank all you right. so much. I wouldn't have done it without you." And you know, you guys, everyone, and I was that really touched me, you know. And I realized that I liked teaching. So you know, fast forward to when I can actually teach then I realized, wow, this is it, you know, I can teach people and I can show them how simple it can be to improve your, your diet. And you don't need to go all or nothing. Anyone can benefit from eating more raw foods, regardless of what your current diet is. You don't need to be vegan to enjoy almond milk, you know. Yeah. So it, it's just learning about it and learning about how you feel too because everybody's an individual so i feel really good and i thrive on a raw vegan diet i don't eat 100% raw and i sometimes uh i notice you know if i start cooking more foods my energy's low i feel like i need a nap after a meal so it's just really cool to use your body as your own experiment But that was not your question. It was about the (laughs) architecture. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was a hard decision. But I guess, you know, with all those years that I wasn't doing very well emotionally, they pushed me into really going deeper and learning about myself and, and finding guides, you know, leaders that were doing other things. So, for example, Abraham Hicks is a big, you know, influ- I don't know if you guys know them, uh, but they talk about about law of attraction and positivity, and Dr. Joe Dispenza and Gabby Bernstein, and all these people. I started kind of following and listening to motivational speakers, and basically everybody tells you to follow your heart, yeah. and everybody tells you to do the things that you're excited about on a daily basis and Abraham Hicks talks about being in alignment and so does um, Gabby Bernstein and I realized that the moment that I am in alignment things start flowing so you know like that phone call that I got it was right after I had decided that I wasn't going to pursue that diploma anymore so it's almost as if I relaxed into it and I, I was fine you know I, I felt good in my heart with my decision and then I things happen yeah and well, I you, feel-
2: yeah w- when you stop resisting yeah that's, that's when things happen and but, it, but it's, it's amazing as well that you found a way to put everything together like the food uh the education that you missed uh and and more than the food your. The, the, the special like your, your your specialty like you you manage to put everything together yeah. uh, to actually do something you love about something you're passionate about like it's I mean that's well, a, that's you a dream right
0: people as well like it's not I mean yeah. you're not doing something awful I mean you're doing something amazing that's like really helping people so that must feel good as well
1: oh it's amazing I love the you know the messages and you know I, I do a lot of private either chefing or just private classes. And sometimes people have health issues and their doctors tell them, you have to change right now. And they're desperate. And then to come home and to hear the messages, like even if they don't, it's not always that they love the food. Sometimes they tell me it's challenging for me to eat this because I'm not used to it. But to hear them say, I feel way better and I couldn't have done it without you. And it's just, it it touches my heart, you know, it moves me. And it makes me feel so good because... I guess that's the whole point, you know, it's, it's helping the world to just be yeah, better. you making an altogether. and difference yeah.
2: and, 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 yeah, and you, you're putting a smile on someone's face and you're helping someone health. So I mean, yeah, yeah. what's better than that? <laughs> exactly. And, and you're doing it through your passion. So it's yeah. even better. And I
1: feel like um, you couldn't do that if you didn't like it either. I don't think you could, you know, like because I even noticed within my business, there are so many avenues that I can take. And sometimes there are certain things that obviously I enjoy doing more than others. And I started to just allowing that to be in tune with that and allow the things that I love to to bring more, you know, bring more of that in and start cutting back on the things that I don't necessarily always enjoy because that's going to shift my energy and how I show up for my client as well and they feel it you know so doing something that you really love people can can tell yeah <clears throat> yeah so it's, you, it's you, important. you
2: can feel when it's authentic and, and genuine and not yeah. just money-driven or whatever yeah,
1: yeah. and f- so for me I feel it's so crazy to look back and See, you say that it all started because I wanted to lose a couple pounds you know yeah. <laughs> and, and it changed everything and it made me a more mindful person and it made me care more for the environment and the animals in the beginning it wasn't for the animals it was just because of health even though I didn't have any health issues but now like I used to hate spiders and I would kill them and now it's like, Oh, you didn't do anything for me. Just go outside, go out the uh. way for me. And I don't kill them anymore. And I know it's something so silly, but you become more compassionate too. Or I became more compassionate. And I, I I guess I can see it with other people that are in this journey too, or even like changing their eating habits. You know, people become more compassionate. Yeah.
2: It's it's interesting as well. I mean you Did you come to Miami in purpose because of that or because you knew that Miami was the right place for you to grow there?
1: Um, Both. So at the time uh, in Daytona, I had met a boyfriend that was a chiropractor and he got a job in Fort Lauderdale. That's where I currently live. And he used to help me with my business and he said, well, there's a lot more conscious people in South Florida and maybe it's a good idea for you to move with me. And so we decided to do it. Once he finished school and he had the job guaranteed, Mm -hmm. I moved down here. So I, but I had no idea. I didn't know what to expect. And I think it's really funny that what you focus on expands, right? So I came here and I'm like, all right, this is it. And I'm excited to, you know, meet all these cool people and just grow my business. And he came here and he's like, I hate people from South Florida. Everybody's this, everybody's that. And he was just so hateful towards everyone. And he's like, nobody's mindful, nobody's this. And I'm like, what? I have met nothing but mindful people. And I realized it's because that's where I put my energy towards too. You know, like he was basically looking for all the nasty that he was looking for. So he lasted a year here and he's like, I can't do this. And he moved away. And I have met my tribe here. You know, like even you guys, I met you in an amazing event, conscious event and all that tribe. It's it's just so awesome and I've never even had that. Because even when I go back to Brazil, I love my friends because they're all my childhood friends. But not everyone talks about meditation and eating healthier or connection. You know, they, they're just, it's different. It. It's different. <laughs> I love them, but it's exactly a different group of people. Me. I
2: get it. Don't worry. I, I know exactly what you feel. <laughs> 100%. Is that
1: how it is in France too? Oh
2: yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I, I can totally relate to what you're saying right now.
1: <laughs> and I can't generalize either, because even at plant, I get people that come from Brazil to my classes. Yeah, they're here on vacation and they hear about it and they come and they show up and they're creating that. Movement no, but yeah, it's
2: not about nationality, it's just like the mindset, like 12 years ago, you were a person and you made friends with them because at, at this time you could relate with them and you had things in common with them and same yeah. for me. T- 10 years ago in France, I was going to club, partying, whatever. So my friends are like that and just have changed. They didn't. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's, it's just, just that it's not about the country, but yeah.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> no, but yeah, I guess in Miami, you really found your, your place. Like you said, like Daytona was not the right spot mm-hmm. and, and, and you would have stayed there, Things would have taken another turn maybe for you. Oh, but for sure. Coming, coming here was the right move, uh, and yeah, Miami is probably one of the best place in the us for you to grow.
1: <laughs> yeah, because there's it's not like l a that's so totally saturated already. you know people people are learning about it, growing, they're open, and everything just promotes that. so it's it's cool. I love it. So
0: I have two fun questions. yes. um is there any food that you miss that you ate pre raw food diet? And what's your favorite food that you eat now that you would never have eaten beforehand?
1: Ooh, those are hard. So funny enough, I am not a person of favorites. I go through phases. Okay. She's the same. Yeah. (laughs) So you get it. I've been like
0: obsessed with something for six months and I'm like, okay, I'm done.
1: Yeah, and then you find something else. And it's not even that you don't like that anymore. You just find something else. It's like, ooh, squirrel. You know, (laughs) then you go towards that. (laughs) that's how i feel and because i'm always um meal prepping for clients i feel like i have to keep my repertoire so like open and and i'm constantly making new food and it's funny because sometimes i'll make something for a client and i'm like oh man i really like this i why don't i make this more often (laughs) lately i've been obsessed with fermentation which has been a long time um But fermentation is really good for even boosting your immune system because of our gut health. Mm -hmm. So I I really like fermenting everything. So I make kefir and kombucha and cheese, like you saw it on my picture. You're asking about it. Yeah. And just fermented vegetables. And I just try to consume that on a daily basis because I know how good it is for me. And because I... Constantly teach. Sometimes I get tired of my own classes, and I'm like, "All right, I need an upgrade on this." So I go to the kitchen and play around with it. So I fermented like a hot sauce the other day. I still need to master that, but it was pretty good.
0: <laughs> so fermentation is your current favorite. Is there anything that you miss from beforehand? Like, I
1: don't mm. know,
2: like a, I, a really nice goat cheese, you know, like a
1: really good I, I hate French <laughs> I've never liked goat cheese. Uh, oh my I God, okay. I'm, I'm canceling the
2: episode right now. Sorry, um, <laughs> I we, don't can't, think you guys we can't can do friends. that anymore.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Let me make you a macadamia cheese and you will tell me if goat cheese is better.
2: All right, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I because I'm not a person of favorites, I don't think I do. In the beginning, or like bread, for example. Bread is something that you can't really make raw. But I don't feel really good when I eat a ton of bread. I'm not super strict on certain things. So f- sometimes I'll go and eat bread if I want to eat bread. Yeah. And then if I feel like I'm overdoing it, I'm like, all right, done. You know, I mm-hmm. when I cleaned my diet, I was really able to listen to my body, which is very hippie of me to say but it's so true like you get more in tune with your body so sometimes some days I cannot even eat things that I eat on a daily basis you know like I'll put it in my mouth I'm like "Mm, not today today's not going right um so I feel like in the beginning I missed bread more than now but now I'll I'll, quote unquote allow myself to have it if I want to but also my taste buds have changed so much Mm -hmm. that even if I go back and I eat something, it's usually like, wow, that tasted way better in my memory. Yeah. So it's. it's and in terms cool. of
0: those days when you have, you're a girl, we have the time of the month and you're feeling miserable, and all you want to do is eat chocolate and stuff your face and eat pizza and all the awful foods that you should not be eating, do you do that or do you eat healthy all the time? Or like, what's your like go to? This is my binge food that I can eat because it's healthy, but it feels
1: naughty. I make. Awesome desserts. I don't mean to brag, but my oh, desserts are really no, they, they look pretty good, yeah. I, I, I so I make chocolate. I make guilt-free chocolate. So yes, I I was just eating chocolate before we started. <laughs> I was like, ooh, chocolate, I still have it. So I usually have some kind of dessert. Also because I'm constantly like testing recipes and stuff. So I tend to have a lot of food in the house. Um I don't I don't know it's I go towards how I feel so yeah sometimes I do want to eat something cooked for example and there's a restaurant close to me that makes this awesome veggie burrito so I'll go there and I'll you know binge on the veggie burrito I need that or, address I was literally saying to Jeremy the other day I was like there's no good burrito places in Miami so oh my gosh yeah it's a good the best best veggie burrito ever I've okay. been to other places and I'm like no and I know the chef, too, so I usually text him, like, hey, I'm coming, make it special. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, you know, I, I really like a good avocado toast. So that's my cheat food, which is, I know, it's ridiculous. It's not real. But, you know, yeah, I've, I've now there is so much vegan stuff. You know, for me, it's about eating clean. But, yes, if I feel like eating a pizza, a vegan pizza, I'll go and I'll eat a pizza. I I really don't want to food shame myself I feel like that I noticed that that was very unhealthy for me in the beginning when I first went raw I believed that it was raw 100% and I was really strict for about five to six years and I noticed that it wasn't cool like it's not cool for anybody for not for me
2: it becomes like you have to correct it, not because you want to anymore it's like correct i, I, I have to do that
0: well like wow. diets as well like if you say okay i'm not eating chocolate anymore like you want it comes to the point yeah you want it more but it's also it's so hard to do as if you allow yourself a tiny bit of chocolate once a week or something it's so much easier to deal with than never ever eating chocolate ever again like it's yeah you know everything is kind of um, it's you know, a it mindset. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's a mindset. I noticed that a hundred percent. It's a mindset. So for me, I always recommend people when you're trying to eat, change your eating habits, you have to think about what you're getting from it and not what you're missing out because everything that you are quote unquote missing out, it's right there and you can mm-hmm. just go back to it. But make a choice and then make a choice again the next day and do it again. And whenever you can, just go and do it, but hop right back on the train, you know? So for me, I peeled my label. I got so angry. I'm like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be, I don't want to consider myself a raw vegan anymore. This was like 2012, 13, I guess. And I still eat 90, 8% raw vegan because I realized my body craves it, my body wants it. I got to that point where I kind of trained it to enjoy it to feel good that way, mm-hmm. but I no longer guilt trip myself into it. You know, for, for the longest time, I always loved sushi and I would go out with my girlfriends and we would have sushi night and we would have a great time and I loved it and I was already a raw vegan. Sushi so is this the was the best. So I would just like indulge in sushi and I loved it. But sometimes, let's say I was out of my house or I was traveling and I didn't have anything to eat and I was starving and I would have to eat something cooked or I would have to eat bread or whatever. And I would find myself like, this is going to make me sick. I can't eat this. And I was just so hateful towards the food. And guess what? I felt sick. I didn't feel good. I couldn't digest it. And then one day I realized, wait a minute, when I go out for sushi with my friends i have a great time i indulge in sushi i overeat and i feel normal the next day so it's almost like my brain is causing it it's all in my mind so you have to be good to yourself too you have to love yourself you know i do this because i love myself not because i hate it and it's just you have to put that energy there
2: if you want to cheat one day with sushi we got a
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny I haven't had it in maybe two years now because oh I would we, do we it here and there here. <laughs> but okay. you know even now like I don't I'm not attracted to it anymore like it it doesn't appeal to me anymore you, you get
2: used to it also I guess yeah I mean, it's it's like everything like our, our mind and our body get used to everything yeah and, and I mean like right now we don't really eat much meat anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't buy any. Uh, and the only time we have meat or fish is when we go out. That's it. Like, uh, but in the house, we pretty much have only vegetarian food. Um, but uh, you would have said that to the 10 years ago, Jeremy, he would have been like, yeah, right. You're a guy. Like guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Correct. when we first got together, um, I was in Manchester in England and Jeremy was in the south of France and we would travel to see each other for six months because we were obviously studying in different places. Um, he came and stayed with me for a weekend, and I made him a stir fry, like a vegetarian stir fry. And he was like, well, okay, but this isn't a meal. And, I was, like, and I was like, what do you mean? And was like, well, there's no meat in it. And I was like no because it's a vegetarian stir fry and he's like well have you got any chicken or something to stick in it so I had to make some chicken to then put in the vegetarian (laughs) stir fry and I was like Jeremy that's not the point but like Jeremy back then like ate meat every single one obviously not breakfast but most you know lunch and dinner and he would have a lot of meat and that was just normal and whatever so now he's obviously completely changed
2: that that was normal for me in in my house so that's how I grew up um but yeah like you get used to it and same like with with bread like I, I miss bread that's the thing i miss from france bread but i got but used then to here, it
1: here it's not even the same so you're no, like shit. oh even if you go use- to like
2: the best french bakery in miami <laughs> bullshit is shit. sorry guys but- <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, uh, so that's exactly what I mean. It's like, okay, allow yourself to go there where you want to go. Like, why are you going to be craving this or in your mind and torturing yourself? Just go and do it. And then sometimes that's that's what you feel. It's like, ew, this is gross. How did yeah. I like this? Or this is not the same or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, but but you get used
2: to it. Like <laughs> I could use not to have my baguette every day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like it's not but yeah, like it's the mindset and and and, and the body that like you get used to it as everything.
0: For sure. So. So, I have another question. Yes. Um, Oh, I've just forgotten it. This always happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Okay, it's back here. (laughs) Welcome to my brain, people. Um, So, for anybody listening who wants to have a go at raw vegan, um, or even vegan, or even vegetarian, what would you recommend as supplements? Like, you know, supplement this for this. You can start with, you know, having almond milk instead of normal milk. Or, you know, what would you recommend for people to start, and how can they start on the process of maybe you know getting within that realm of things not being completely fully raw vegan but
1: of course you know just to
0: step their toes in the water a little bit just
2: just before you reply, actually it's it's an interesting question because I remember like so I do all the cooking in a house like every time um you got lucky lucky (laughs) (laughs) but I I remember actually that a while ago uh Rosie mentioned oh we should go raw for a week and I was like I mean, why not? But I have no idea what to do. So we can, <laughs> but you're going to have to do it. But you're going to have to yeah. do it. And because she doesn't cook, we didn't do it. Because uh, I would have just bought a bunch of carrots and red bell pepper and, you know, chopped them. And that that's all I can have think of. Have a salad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so, yeah, I'm actually interested in, in your answer here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I... <laughs> I guess there are two different answers because that one is how I went about it. And one is how I recommend people (laughs) to go about it. So first of all, I went cold feet overnight and I just looked through my books and I found the recipes that had ingredients. I knew because a lot of the ingredients at the time I didn't recognize, I understood the technique and I didn't require a lot of appliances. Um, Eventually, I bought all the appliances and it made my life way easier. So I feel like investing in appliances is investing in your health because it's going to draw you to the kitchen. It's going to make food prepping way faster, way easier. And with raw foods, because we're not cooking, it's all about texture. So it's the way you chop, the way you blend, the way you mix things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I educated myself. So I would plan ahead. That's a big one. You know, planning ahead. What am I going to eat for the week so that I'm not caught empty handed when I'm when I'm hungry and starving and then I just reach out for whatever. I feel like that goes for anyone, regardless of what your diet's like. If if you're out and about, you're going to end up eating junk food because there's not much out there. I mean, nowadays, there's way more. Like, what am I saying? Back in 2008, when I started, there was nothing. And now you can find raw vegan crackers and cookies and chocolate and whatever. But I feel like planning ahead is a big one. I started making a lot of gourmet food because I would get bored with the salads. My mom could eat salads all day long. And I'm like, what the hell? I can't. I need hearty meals. And I need creativity. And I need more. So I would always... Plan my menus and test all these amazing gourmet recipes. And of course, I know it's not doable for everyone because it does take time, but even for me now, I work with food and I'm constantly in the kitchen. If I separate a chunk of my week to meal prep, I end up eating way better too. Because if I'm just in the kitchen munching, I don't feel good, my stomach gets all messed up because I'm trying different things and I don't actually sit down to have a meal and I feel it. So you know, prepping ahead, huge, huge thing. And for what I usually recommend to my to, to people that come to me for help is start adding things instead of removing because it's all about, again mindset. So instead of thinking, oh, I can't have this, just add a green smoothie every day you know, start adding more fruits and vegetables, or now you can buy almond milk. I don't really recommend it, but there are some better brands out there now that don't have a lot of, you know, uh just gums and preservatives and sugars. Reading your labels is a huge one. I noticed that For me, it's just second nature. Anything that I grab, I turn around. And, you know, even if people offer me food. Especially in the U.S. Yeah, especially in the U.S. But just read your labels. If, If, you know, almond milk in my house is almonds and water. And then I grab an almond milk carton and it has seven ingredients. So I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. So, and then I just use almond milk because, but even like almond butter, there's oils and there's sugar and whatever it is there are things that are unnecessary. If you were to make home, you wouldn't need all of these ingredients and it's just to preserve shelf life. But you're not preserving your health. So, you know, knowing why you're trying to be better is a big one too. Because if you can remind yourself daily, you know, I'm doing this because I've been feeling like this and I don't want to anymore. Or... Because I have kids and grandkids and I want to be healthy to play with them. Or I don't want to get diabetic like my family is. You know, like whatever your reason is, know that and, and have it in your heart. Because that's going to motivate you. But just adding, Yeah. Because, you know, if you don't, then why are you doing that? It gets to a point where you're like, oh, screw this. I'm just going to go and have a cheeseburger. You yeah, know? it's
0: easy to give up, isn't it?
1: It is. It, it's so easy. I feel like the world kind of supports you in that way, you know, to go unhealthy because it's it's out there. Also, surrounding yourself with people that understand makes it easier. But if you have a strong enough willpower, then it it can't break you, you know, because I, I wasn't supported much. Of course, I had my mother, but um, I wasn't supported much when I first started and it was all me. I had to do it. And instead of feeling left out, I kinda of thought myself as planting seeds. It's like how can I plant a little seed here and there and and see people, you know, getting more into it.
2: Yeah, I go I I wanted to, to finish actually on that because um yes. it's interesting because at, at the beginning of the conversation you were like avoiding eating with people yeah. because you thought that they would not understand you you didn't want to have fights and conversation and, and justifying yourself and everything and you went from now to now teaching people yeah. I mean that, that's pretty interesting and yeah. impressive uh, <laughs> it's an interesting journey and evolution and, and it's it's a massive transformation um, and and I'm convinced that a lot of people are actually intrigued by Changing the diet, being vegetarian, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it doesn't matter which label, but they're interesting in trying something new, but they're stopping themselves because of the judgment and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what switched in your brain from being, I'm not going to eat with people, I'm going to hide, to I'm going to teach, like what, what was the trigger? Like,
1: I guess that, you know, ultimately we have to be ourselves. And if we are always afraid of judgment, we're not going to live. Because honestly, we don't know what people are thinking about us. And we might make it sound way worse in our mind oh, than yeah. it actually for is. For sure we do. <laughs> you know, sometimes people are not even looking at you. They don't That's even care. I think everyone's obsessed with their own life
0: and what they think everybody mm-hmm. else is thinking about them, that they don't particularly think about the people. So, <laughs> So
1: it's just taking care of yourself, you know, do it for you. That's what it is. I did it for me and if people wanted to criticize it it got to a point where I was so certain that I wanted that that I that I liked it and that it was a part of me that I didn't care anymore. You can criticize me, you can say whatever. I'm sure of this and this is how I do it. If you want, you can taste my food. If you don't, later.
2: <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. That's exactly yes. what I wanted to hear. <laughs> no, I love no, it. Yeah, that, that's that's perfect. I love it. That's the, <laughs> actually the perfect way to 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 finish the episode, on not. <laughs> thank um, you guys for having me. Ah, thank you. That so was fun. that was really interesting. Um, uh, yeah, you got me intrigued here. <laughs> Yay! Now
1: you gotta try. You gotta try my food. Rosie tried my chocolate uh, fondue.
2: whatever I'm happy for it. I never say no to any food <laughs> I don't know cool. that.
1: <laughs> I know it's too bad we couldn't do this in person I was looking forward to bringing yeah. you food
2: yeah next time when all this thing will be finished we'll do it
1: <laughs> I know we'll come for a burrito at
0: your like special place and then we'll come for dessert at your house yes. and then we'll be like on the beach plan. and chill and watch sunset together I love it that so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a date
2: <laughs> um if people want to take your classes to, to get any information for you, where could they find you? What's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: I'm more active on Instagram at Carla with a C. Rawchefcarla. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: thank you so much for coming on. It was so
0: nice to ask these questions that I've had for a while. Being like, been mm, like, I wonder this, I wonder that. So thank you for answering all my silly questions. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it was those so are nice great. talking to you and to hear like your story that. and to get to know you better. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, this is it for this episode. Um, Yeah, if you like it, please leave us a review and uh, we'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Bye-bye, guys.
0: Oh, and also make sure you subscribe for more episodes and like it and share it with every single person because everyone needs to hear this. Um, Yeah, thank
1: you.
2: Thank you, Carla. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Bye.